0: You're listening to the Take Him With You podcast with Rick and Amy on the Stitcher Radio Network. Hey everybody, it is June 2nd, 2013. This is Take Him With You, the podcast with Rick Moyer and
1: Amy Moyer.
0: Well, they know our last name, but anyway, welcome. We're going to have a great episode today. Stick around. It's summertime, by the way. Everybody, and here we are yet once again with our podcast that comes out every single week
1: so who who did that song
0: yeah chemical romance
1: oh. my chemical romance okay I don't think I've ever heard of them before
0: nah you probably wouldn't have
1: so why did you pick that song
0: because it was called summertime
1: uh, you know technically it's not summertime I know a couple not summertime until our
0: anniversary yeah
1: june 21st I believe yes yeah Unless you're down under, and then it's actually going to be their winter time. I think so. Yeah.
0: Was that true, Stefan? Is it your winter time? Yes. Yes.
1: Something like that. <coughs> going to be
0: summertime for us, and boy, it is summertime around the, the Moyer household.
1: Finally, <laughs> we had like two weeks of almost Ugh, straight. Rain. I thought we were going
0: to have to build another ark. Yeah. Because it was that it bad. It was
1: a lot of rain. A
0: lot of rain. I got really tired of rain. In fact. Uh, it's amazingly different now, but uh, I'll, we'll, I'll share what I did this week. But uh, we almost had to cancel one yeah. of our jobs this because week. Because it or rained one of mine, yeah.
1: Monday through Thursday.
0: Yes, very much so.
1: And the week At times it that. would rain
0: so much I would have to stop doing my work because it, it was, was so too loud. loud. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. so how much it rained.
1: Yes, very yeah. much so. So... um What's going on?
0: What's going on? Well, we have a a fun episode today. We're going to talk about a few childhood memories of what your favorite toy was. Really? Yeah. And then we're going to um, uh, talk about what happened at our... Well, I mean, not in this order. We'll talk about what happened at our house this last week. And then uh, I'm going to play in its entirety a message that I shared last week at the Baptist Church in Raymond. And it's it's uh, basically about uh, moving on with life, and it's going to be pretty good. I hope everybody enjoys it.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I think they will. It was a good message about kind of putting things in perspective. It was good.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so that's what I'm going to—I mean, that's what we're going to do.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: so, uh, yeah, stick around. Yeah. We'll be right back after these incredibly. I don't know what I'm going to play, but just we'll be back after this. Recognize that music at all?
1: Um. Well, no. you obviously
0: don't listen to our buddy Tim and uh Dan.
1: Um I have
0: And Gareth. He's what, on there too.
1: Once in a while, but
0: Technocratic.
1: Yeah. Um is, their podcast. That's their thought.
0: That's their podcast music.
1: Oh. Is that the one with that's not the one with the old video games, is it?
0: No, no. Okay. That's Joe, Billy Bob, four seven six. Okay,
1: yeah, I've listened to Joe's a few times, um, but I don't think I've. That's listened. the
0: upper memory. I think
1: I listened podcast. to to the one technocratic just every once in a while when you're listening to it. I've heard little bits uh, of it, but I haven't uh, listened to I like see. the whole thing because I'm not really. I'm more of a dig in the dirt kind of person than did a you listen to Anomaly's
0: uh, episode of Star Trek Into Darkness?
1: No, I haven't. You yet. never listened to that yet? No, <sighs> I think I listened to part, maybe part of it with while well, you were listening, but I'm not sure. I'm actually behind on Anomaly. I need to listen to the Mother's Day one too. Wow! Yeah,
0: you're like really behind.
1: Yeah, I yeah. I haven't been listening to podcasts as much lately, but
0: I haven't either. I've been really busy with other stuff, so mm-hmm. i I can't get them all in like I want to, and that. And I don't know where a good pair of headphones is anymore. I can't believe I don't have a good pair of headphones. That's
1: crazy. Um, yeah, maybe because your wife uses them for work all the time.
0: Yeah, I probably know this.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. That'd be a good Father's Day present, except for do you, you, you really? Know, I don't. like
0: expensive ones. Oh, okay. Let me buy my own headphones. All right. No offense. Okay, Mm -hmm. all right, okay. So, this week, what did you do this week, my dearest?
1: Oh, I worked a lot, and then... um, In the rain? Yeah. Well, not really. I worked inside mostly, but then um, I had a really great meeting with a school guidance counselor. No, oh, um, that's
0: exciting. School guidance cou- yeah. counselors are always exciting. She
1: actually was. She was fantastic. Um fantastic. My daughter I've never heard a
0: school guidance ca- counselor referred to as fantastic. She
1: was great. We um <laughs> we met with her and we wanted to my daughter and I met with the school guidance counselor and wanted to ask her some information about college scholarships and and testing and yeah, all those different things, and she was very, very helpful, and she even had gone to one of the colleges that my daughter was interested in, so she told her all about it, and yeah, it was fun. Okay. So we did that, mm-hmm. and um, then today, which today, is Saturday, yeah, well, you had I more, spent yeah. hours and hours and hours out in you my garden. You were the
0: gardening maniac.
1: I was, and I'm not done yet. You were the but... keeper of the garden. I we None shall pass.
0: We watched the, we together Planted. watched the series finale of Merlin.
1: Yeah, we did that Friday Ready? night. Ready? Well, I'm going to do it.
0: Ready? Merlin. Close. Kind of. I needed to It was
1: really sad, though. Yeah, you know, I don't I know. I like the, happy the very... endings. Okay, don't,
0: don't. Hey. Don't spoil it if somebody hasn't watched it. Now, this is not a typical show that you would have ever watched before, but I don't know what the deal was, but you started watching it before I did.
1: I've always liked historical things. I mean, it's... It's
0: not historical.
1: Well, it's kind of... It's similar to, like, Lord of the Rings. No, not
0: at all. Not even close. Hmm. No. Well, this set, was a di- Okay, this was sci fi's. The setting
1: gri- is back yeah. in okay. history. Okay, let's just talk I mean, about that's it for a, setting. a minute. This is
0: sci fi's take.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, the sci fi channel's take on Merlin. And so there were some really good actors. Mm-hmm. And I really didn't like the actress, that one actress in the movie I did, or in the show. I the one like that
1: played of. the villain?
0: No. No, I liked her. She was awesome. She was like evil, you didn't Morgana, like The
1: one that was became the queen. The queen.
0: I don't like the Queen Lady oh, at all. I liked nah, her. Nah, she was very
1: I liked cool. all the actors in it.
0: I thought Arthur was awesome. Merlin, of course, was my favorite because he was a geek out guy.
1: Yeah, you know, today if it if it was in modern times in modern yeah. times, he would be kind of the He would have been like Cochrane
0: from Survivor, yeah. by the way, who won Survivor. Nerd Power.
1: Nerds Unite. That's right. That was awesome.
0: I, you know, I remember thinking to myself, if this is such a rabbit trail, I'm talking about, we're talking about what happened in, in, with you. Well, I remember being just overwhelmed with emotion when Cochran, the nerd guy, played uh, one survivor here a few weeks back. And I was just blown away. I was so proud to be a geek. <laughs> he overcame the odds. You know, usually when you watch like the show, like Survivor, it's the big jock guy. Or gal that wins because they're so good at winning the challenges. Mm-hmm. Well, Cochran is not he was not that well, way. And yet he know, won a bunch of he challenges. He
1: actually won some of the athletic a bunch. challenges yes. too.
0: Yes, because they underestimated him. Yeah. And he had a different attitude. when he. This was like the second or third time he played. I think and it
1: was the second. But I'm not sure.
0: I think so, but the first yeah. time he played, he was real timid and really let it get to him that he was different than everybody else. And this yeah. time, he used it for his advantage. Just, to his like, advantage, yeah. Not once, the entire season, did anybody vote uh, to to send Cochran home. Mm-hmm. And then he won a mm-hmm. million dollars.
1: Because they didn't That's think awesome. of, they didn't think of him as a f- a threat, but no? he won a lot of challenges. I think he, he won like the most by the, by the time he was a threat
0: by the time he was a threat it was he was gaining immunity and so yeah. they couldn't get so they didn't even vote for him
1: yeah it was but,
0: good but and when it came time to actually win the thing mm-hmm. they i think it was unanimous every vote went to him
1: mm-hmm. to
0: win the million dollars
1: yeah i can't remember or did it I don't know. I Maybe I'm didn't. not as much nah, into Survivor as you are. I, I I'm can only take into it for it the psychological
0: bit. part of it because I really like. And the, that's why
1: I don't like it. Yeah, it's really interesting much. to
0: watch human beings, and there are certain persons. There's only people a me- are really certain mean.
1: I don't like mean people. Well, you're
0: sh- just scatterbrained today. I am. Huh? Not you. Well, I'm just we're just talking, talking, talking. <laughs> okay.
1: You know. I just don't think it's nice when people are not nice.
0: Well. I get a kick out of it only because I know it's all, you know, a lot of it's made up anyway, so.
1: Yeah, kind of. Yeah, sort of. Okay, so what happened with you this last week?
0: That's all you're going to talk about?
1: A gardening um, work, gardening, doing stuff with my daughter. Well, yeah.
0: Okay, I'll tell you what happened Mm -hmm. with me. I was busy getting ready for, um, I actually did, I finished a project for a guy in Canada and then I worked for Stefan doing some stuff uh, from mm-hmm. Australia. And then I prepped with my son, Nathan, our mm-hmm. son, Nathan.
1: And Ivy. And Ivy. Ivy helped, helped a lot, too.
0: She did. And we uh, prepped for a big film shoot that we did on Friday, and now I get to edit the footage together. Um, they did a great job.
1: I, you know, one of the most hysterical things about the the shoot that you did Friday was that you didn't really meet all the actors ahead of time?
0: No, I didn't.
1: And so, you asked Ivy to to do the drawing for the storyboards. Yes, and she just kind of made up little characters to represent the different actors. And um, there was a, a actor in this scene called the gatekeeper. Yeah. And so this gatekeeper, she drew him with this long white beard and and um. Uh, so you guys get there, and all the actors come out, <laughs> and the gatekeeper has a long white beard, <laughs> and you guys were like, "It was fun. wow, cool."
0: <laughs> we were laughing, but so. yeah, we did a big photo or photo shoot, big film shoot, mm-hmm. and uh, got all the footage. And it was from uh, well, we I got there about quarter to ten. Nathan was there a little bit earlier. I stopped and helped a guy on the highway who had who had. Stalled and was trying to get his truck off the road.
1: I didn't know you did that.
0: Yeah, so I got him off the road and that was gave him a jump. And uh, it was really tough because, man... Was his
1: alternator out or something? No,
0: the truck was really high, so jumping it was really difficult. Oh, okay. No, okay. It was... I don't know what it was, but we got it started and drove off. But anyway, get to the the work site. It was at a big construction site here in Aberdeen. Mm -hmm. And uh, we took... We filmed. We set up everything, did all the the pre, you know, set stuff and got it all ready, and then met with the the producer guy that was gonna, uh, who wanted us to do it, and then we spent from probably eleven thirty until three thirty or so, filming, mm-hmm. and got all the shots and all the audio and. So
1: it took basically four hours to shoot a ten minute. But uh, it's only five minutes. Five minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's how it works. yeah.
0: But uh, Nathan did an awesome job at filming everything. So, and Ivy did a great job at writing down all the cues and the, the keeping everything organized. And she used the little the storyboarding cool storyboarding, the and... clapper thing, mm-hmm. you know, the chalk, the slate that mm-hmm. they use in filming. We have Ivy
1: started editing all that together yet?
0: Uh no, I just put it onto the machine, uh, and I looked at some of the footage. It looks great.
1: Yeah. Well, Nathan used a really great high def camera, so yeah, it, so it should be
0: really good. So that's yeah. kind of what I did this week. It was it was kind of a busy week, but at the same time, it was I got a lot accomplished. And so that's I good.
1: was just so thankful because a day off of mine finally lined up with a day that wasn't raining.
0: Yeah, so you got to work in the and garden, and so I got to work outside. We did. Uh, Daniel Vieira wanted me to cover something on the podcast, so mm-hmm. uh, we did get a brand new toilet. Yes, and we so did. Daniel Dan wanted us to cover in depth. Mm-hmm. A review of the new toilet. Um, <laughs>
1: okay, well, it isn't a really expensive one. It was Our toilet—it was, was not flushing correctly
0: anymore, and it was broken in several places. It was,
1: yeah, it was very broken. <laughs> and
0: so <laughs> and when I had it's to go to a film shoot.
1: When it's your only toilet, and your only sh- toilet is broken.
0: I put a it picture of the new one replaced. on Facebook, and I got all sorts of interesting comments. <laughs> yes, you did. People like you post the strangest things.
2: <laughs> and I thought to myself,
0: "It's shiny. It's brand new. I haven't even been used hardly." And didn't you want to take a picture of your cool toilet?
1: <laughs> well, this was a cool toilet though, because um, you know, I I looked at the it's modern the lowest priced toilets. I have to admit. Um, there's. It starts at the aisle at Home Depot with like the three hundred. You can buy. Toilets.
0: you know you can buy a thousand dollar commode?
1: Yeah, that's well, crazy. Anyway, that's I, crazy. I went down to the complete other end where they the ones under a hundred dollars. Yeah, and that was our budget. Our budget
0: was actually nothing.
1: Our budget was actually nothing, but, but we, we had to do something. Still so, have to pay for it. So yeah, so anyway, this one is a high efficiency one though, less than a hundred dollars, but. High efficiency, and it has two buttons on the top.
0: Now, this is weird. It has buttons, not a, not a little knob.
1: And and the button. I mean, not a little,
0: what do you call it? Lever? lever? It has a button. And there's one on one side and one on the other. And the one button you push.
1: For number one. Oh,
0: that's so crazy. It, I can't believe we're talking about this. And this other one you push. It only
1: has one one little raindrop. And for then there's number two, one. two little and raindrops with comes, a little yeah.
0: turd. It's right on the, the, yeah, a little outline of a turd. No,
1: it has two raindrops (laughs) for a larger flush. We could just say a smaller (laughs) flush and a larger flush.
0: Well, we were always told if it's yellow, let it mellow. If it's brown, flush it down.
1: That was when you guys were in Mexico and had to... Had to carry water buckets to to gravity flush. manually
0: flush the toilet. Yeah, because there wasn't... A big bucket of water. It's called gravity flushing.
1: Yeah, there wasn't plumbing there.
0: So let me explain to you, Daniel, the ins and outs of the new uh, toilet. No, I'm just joking. I'm not going to do that. I (laughs) just thought that was funny. He wrote on Facebook, you know, maybe this is one you want to not cover on... Oh, not covering them.
1: Then we're talking about it. Yeah,
0: I did that on purpose just to make him laugh. Thanks, dear. So thank you. Thank you. So, and thank
1: you but, Dan. But but I have you're the to, man. I have to thank Rick was busy all day Friday filming and and, your so, and so your brother and our nephew came my over. brother and his yeah. son Isaac um came over and they were a big blessing they yeah. they had it probably done in about an hour. The hardest part was getting the old toilet off because it was kinda of rusted. My okay, brother we, finally ended up We don't up, gotta
0: go into details.
1: My brother finally ended up breaking the ceramic base to get it off because yeah. it was so messed up.
0: Well so. let's just say
1: Yay, it's working now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So now we have a new toilet. Yay. And I don't know. I don't know. This 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 conversation is just going down the drain on us.
1: Yes. So you wanted to know about favorite toy? S- no,
0: no, I have something funny to say about the toilet. Oh, go ahead. So our dog.
1: Oh, you're gonna tell about that?
0: Our story? poor dog oh, Jade is no, such an no. awesome dog. She's just great. But oh, I guess why are
1: you telling this
0: she's, story? She's really hilarious. So, so Amy's not home yet, and so her brother comes over and lets himself. I was at himself, the
1: counseling appointment right, with Catherine. Right.
0: So she he lets himself in with Isaac, and the dog for some reason doesn't recognize him and freaks Just out.
1: Totally goes like crazy. Is
0: scared to death and is shaking and b- and barking. That I thought she was gonna bite them. Yeah. Then she ends up freaking out, running into the very bathroom they have to take the toilet out of.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Jumps in the bathtub, which she never does. She
1: hates the bathtub because they have to, She I loves give everything her baths else but baths.
0: She gets in the bathtub and she's shaking like a leaf and then <laughs> she poops in the bathtub, and it permeates the smell. And they're just like sitting there, like, "What are you kidding?"
1: But my my nephew Isaac has two dogs, so oh he gosh. he's dealt with his piles of dog poop before. So <laughs> he um he went and, and down
0: and dirty here on the Take Him With You podcast. Yeah, <laughs> we're talking about out. dog poop. He
1: went and took it outside, but still, the when I got she home. The dog wouldn't later, get out of the bathtub. When I got home 15 minutes later, she was still shaking in the bathtub. And I'm oh, going, man. What in the world? Poor thing. Yeah, it was just so And then she odd. wasn't,
0: I guess it took a long time for her to start getting back to normal. Yeah, my daughter. You need to be careful over there. I don't want you unplugging the computer. So just let's not do that. Oh, okay. She keeps putting her feet up next to the computer where the on and off switch is. And I don't want it to okay. get shut well, off. Well, um, of
1: Catherine ended up taking Jade outside. And at first, Jade didn't even want to go outside. And she loves playing outside. But finally, mm-hmm. Catherine got a ball and and some bubbles and played bubbles with her. She
0: likes to bite on the bubbles. Yeah. So. so our dog finally made it out okay. But I just thought that's <sighs> funny. You know? So if anybody breaks into our house, they're going to think the dog will kill them. And then she'll just end up pooping on
1: them. <laughs> well, Which we'll is, see. you know... That's pretty bad anyway. That's pretty bad. That might drive an intruder away. I'm going to put one of those,
0: this house guarded by poop. Uh,
1: What do you think? I don't think so. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Okay, so, all right. That that was our week. And then today I had a lot of fun uh, working on uh, my buddy Wayne Henderson and my buddy Troy are putting out a brand new podcast about that new series that's coming on.
1: Yeah, that looks kind of interesting. By
0: Stephen King, called um, "Under the Dome."
1: Is it Stephen King? Stephen Stephen King. I'm sorry.
0: I'm sorry.
1: Well, you know, I never thought I was a Stephen King fan, but um, a friend of ours knew an actress that was the lead in the Stephen King show, Haven.
0: You're in Haven. And it was Pizza Haven.
1: I. I was surprised that I liked it, because usually I don't like, I don't know, horror kind of things. But it it was more quirky than horror. It was different. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I kind of, I watched some of that. I don't know that you really got into watching
0: it. So go to underthedomeradio.com, hmm. and you will see, I helped put together a website with them. I just did some prelim stuff. They're they're going on it now. And I designed, um, well, I didn't design the, the logo. logo. Um, Wayne Henderson, this, by the way, Wayne is, rocks. And he designed it by sketching it out, what he wanted. Mm-hmm. And then he gave it to me, and then I went and... And
1: did kind of graphic art. Kind
0: of? Yeah, I did graphic art. I, I didn't, did I art, didn't yeah. see it. So. And so we made this really cool thing. And yeah. then he's going to um, be making an app also for the iPhone and for the ipad and i did the graphics for that too and that was so he hired me to do that that was really nice of him Mm -hmm. i thought don't you think yeah and i also got to work with wayne from wayne emery from england the guy that does trekmate podcast also i did some stuff for him this week Uh, did some liners and some different things and yeah he's awesome and i was interviewed for yeah. the Ten Forward podcast.
1: Yeah, you guys... You and we were, talked about talked Into about, Darkness. Yeah. yeah it was movie. really
0: fun. They asked, they wanted to know what I thought. I love it when people ask me what I think.
1: You saw it twice now, and I'm sure we'll be buying the movie as soon oh, as it's yeah. out. Oh, yeah.
0: You know mm-hmm. it, yeah. And I got to watch some behind-the-scenes of the Blu-rays from TNG this week, too. Commentaries. I love commentaries. Yes, I do. I love commentaries. How about you?
1: Yes. Yeah. If it was for like. Jane Austen.
0: Oh, I would never sit through a Jane Austen (laughs) commentary. Can you believe? Can you imagine the director? Oh, and then we took the the spot microphone and we put it over the top of this one lady and had to be careful because, of course, it was so tight. (laughs) That's what they would do. Uh,
1: Okay, we won't get into the fairness of life, how I've watched every single, everything that was ever Star Trek with you. And you've never sat down and watched a whole Jane Austen episode with me. Not one. Not one single Jane Austen Anything
0: really. you can watch, I can watch better. Or,
1: or Downton Abbey. Anything you haven't better. watched one single one. I watch Downton. with you.
0: No, you don't. What?
1: You haven't watched any Downton Abbey with me either.
0: Downton Abbey. Downton Abbey. What's a Downton Abbey?
1: Good period. Um I know.
0: Jen drama. Jen said that I have to watch it with you it to, to be a good husband.
1: I thought it was Jen. Really I good. haven't
0: done it yet. I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry.
1: Yeah.
0: You know what I did too? I sent in some comments for the anomaly uh supplemental on Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah,
1: I think you sang a song. I actually sang for a for them song too. for him. And then it got Come stuck in my head. With me.
0: And you'll see
1: world of pure imagination. Hmm. What are you looking at? I think I'm not exactly sure. Is that pipe, the plastic tubing th- on the floor from your smoke machine that you used? To make
0: smogs nostrils One Halloween, yes. Oh, okay.
1: No, that's what it is. When you got out. By the way, everybody, you can't see this, but my wife's talking about
0: what's on the floor of my studio.
1: Yeah. We
0: should do a whole segment. What's on Rick's floor of his studio? You know what? That would take
1: too long. We have quite a few things on the floor. Oh, do you see what we have right behind us?
0: Jade, the wonder dog.
1: That's how the door got opened.
0: She's such a beautiful it. Okay, well, let's get, get Even done if she with does this. Naughty Maybe in the we won't be talking time. about what what time is it? Yeah, I think we okay, let's just say next week we'll be talking about what our favorite childhood toys were. Really? Yeah, so if you have hmm. a favorite toy from childhood that they don't make any well, they can make it now, I guess, but if you had something that you really thought was cool. Like I had a re- a couple of really cool childhood toys. And I can't find them anymore. They're not around.
1: I remember you used to like rock 'em, sock 'em robots. Hey, don't be
0: revealing everything now.
1: <coughs> you right? I just heard you talk about them, and you tried to buy them for our kids when they were little, because I, I think you wanted to play with them. Shh. Oh. Shh. Isn't that why men want to have sons? Is not to carry on their name, it's so that they can well, play with their toys.
0: Yeah, and we we like you know the whole. thing of having kids like <laughs>
1: okay from, quite... from
0: beginning to end
1: yeah I don't until think...
0: they get to be teenagers and then your heart just gets ripped out so whatever so whatever whatever
1: <laughs> oh, you think you raise
0: them for that many years they'd like you don't you think
1: well I think they like you but yeah, our experience I'm
0: such a fuddy duddy
1: our experience come on me with Moyer that... I can't
0: be uncool all right, I guess I quit being cool about 20 years ago. You know, I ago. think
1: all the beanies you wear. I love my beanies.
0: Yes, I do. <laughs> I love beanies. I wish I could wear beanies in the summertime. I am.
1: You are wearing a You I'm were so right excited cuz the job site that they you They gave did. me a
0: beanie where I was filming at on Friday. Yeah. I my son Andrew who works for the company told me I said, "Get me a beanie." And he goes, "They don't make them, dad." I went, great. So I'm talking to the seven-foot guy that was our producer, who's the safety guy there. And I said, man, I so bad want a Q at Beanie, but they don't make them. And he goes, what? Yes, they do. And I went, are you kidding me? He goes, just a minute. And two minutes later, he walks up and hands me a brand new Q at Beanie. Oh, I'm, I'm saying their name on there. Uh, <laughs> anyway, he hands me a Beanie with a company name right on it. I have a new one, baby.
1: Yes, you have a new beanie. That's awesome. I'm just so excited. So, if excited. you get tired of wearing your geek, I'm so excited. Geek I just beanie can't hide can't it. I'm about that. to
0: lose control and I think
1: I like it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, mercy. So, why don't we introduce this podcast subject because you're way goofy tonight. So, we have a um a message that Rick spoke last Sunday. Speak Roof, yeah. roof. The Raymond By the way, last
0: church. Sunday was hysterical. I'm getting my stuff ready. We're driving out to the the place we're going to speak at, and we get a call from Amy's brother-in-law, I mean her, her brother, my mm-hmm. brother-in-law, that says, hey, I'm not going to be able to make it. Can you lead the uh, music too?
2: Yeah.
1: Now, you
0: got to remember, I I lead music at my church all the time, but it's uh, but different.
1: It, yeah, it's a little bit more of a casual not that the Baptist church is really high. So I had to get somebody. To, help, yeah, but. I had to get
0: somebody to help me with the hymns because I didn't know the hymns. And then the choruses were okay, but I didn't direct it like Larry does. Larry does a great job. So anyway, you didn't I got do to do the, the music and the pr- prayer time and the offering. I got to do it all.
1: You didn't do the little hand thing like my brother does. No, I know and oh, and my great nephew, awesome. his his son, his grandson, who's like Three now. Yeah, he directs he, from the pulpit. He doesn't from the talk pew. much, yeah. but he will direct music, That's and he does, he does a pretty good, good job. job. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. so
0: so then I spoke the the message, and uh, wow. was really cool. Your almost your whole family was there, which was really fun. And I got to you know spend some time with some folks, and it was a blast. And then we got to go interview Jerry and Laura uh-huh. that you heard on the podcast last week. You
1: know, I just got to thinking. And I just
0: did his website, by the way, livesonhold.com.
1: Um, I just got to thinking why our great-nephew is such a good um, music director. Because both of—not only are his grandparents and great-grandparents musical, but— His parents actually met while they were in the Wazoo Marching Band.
0: That's pretty cool.
1: So he's just got rhythm in his bloodstream. He's
0: got rhythm. He's got rhythm. He's a cute little three-year-old. He's got rhythm. Who could ask for anything more?
1: Cute little three-year-old.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, here we go. All right. Here's the message.
1: Ready, set,
2: go.
0: Go.
3: a bit of a break from the norm. Just a little something to break the monogamy of all that hardcore dance that has gotten to be a little bit out of control. It's cool to dance, but what about a groove that smooths that move romance? Give me your soft, subtle mix, and if it ain't broke, then
0: don't... Lord, thank you for your word. Your Bible is amazing, and it speaks to our hearts more than anything else can. Thank you for sharing with us this morning insight. We ask for grace, And we ask that our ears would be open to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to the church. And we give you praise for this time now. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, today, I'm going to be sharing a message with you called Objects in the Rearview Mirror May Appear Closer Than They Really Are, a.k.a. The Power of Remembrance. Now, you remember that title, I'll give you an A+. But before we do that, I'd like to share a scripture this is Memorial Day weekend, and it seems that the older that I get, I don't know how this works, the older I get, the more significant these holidays mean to me. And I did a little research on Memorial Day because I was curious, because we, you know, we have Veterans Day, we have Memorial Day, there's all sorts of different holidays. I wanted to know specifically what Memorial Day was all about. It's interesting, there's a lot of different things. There's, there's mixed... Uh, people are claiming, well, it it started here, or it started here, it started there. We do know this. We know that it started in the 1860s. So that's a long time ago. Uh, They believe that May 30th, 1868, was the very first Memorial Day. Um, But I'd like to read a scripture for you and then tell you a little bit more about Memorial Day. And then I'm going to read a poem that I wrote in honor of this weekend. John 15, 13 says... Greater love has no one than this, than one lay down his life for his friends. The ultimate sacrifice, giving our lives so that others may live. And I think that really sums up Memorial Day. That's, that's an amazing thing. And any, anyone that has ever done that for us is worthy of our honor and our remembrance. They actually called Memorial Day Decoration Day when it first started. And the reason they picked May 30th wasn't because of some significant battle. It was because it was the day when all the flowers were mostly in bloom. I thought that was really interesting. And they would take the flowers and they would decorate the graves of the soldiers. It was designated um, a day to honor those people that have died in the armed service of our country. So I wrote a poem because I, I, I do that when I want to express an emotion and I can't really get it out because I get all choked up. I'll write a poem, and usually I can get the poem out without getting too choked up. So I'll read the poem, and then we'll, we'll go into the sermon for this morning. I remember a poem for the heroes. I take for granted the freedom I have and those that paid the price. I'd like to say I remember each day the men and women who made the sacrifice, but all too easy it is to simply live day in, And day out for myself. To take for granted the breath I breathe. And to be blessed reasonably with good health. I can go where I want. Drive to and from with such ease. It's not a challenge at all. But the liberty to do as I please was not free. No. Others have taken the fall. It's far removed from us. So we don't really see it being fought on another shore. And so simple it is to not even remember the freedom that we're fighting for. And while we didn't see them defending us, they were there where they were needed the most, quietly defending our right to live at ease, not scared and safe coast to coast. To you, the fallen soldier, the one who gave their life, words can't express my thanks. The lifestyle I live today, I owe to you and others that fell in your ranks. Thank you for protecting this country of ours. You laid your life down out of love. The freedom we bask in and live every day is a gift from you and above. We remember you, the heroes, that gave up everything for the sake of the U.S. May you rest in peace in the arms of Christ, and to you may God truly bless. Remembering is kind of tricky It can really bring warm and wonderful feelings when we remember. Or, sometimes it can smash into us like a fist and an avalanche. But I guess it really depends on what we remember and how we remember it. For instance, we're in church today, I can say this. We can remember the death and crucifixion of Christ and how he was tortured and beat and he died and he was put in a tomb. Or, We can remember a man who gave his life and took our sin upon himself, conquered death, and rose again to give us eternal life. Same situation, different ways of remembering. I don't know if you've ever heard the term uh, cup half full or glass half full, half empty, but we all kind of fall into that category at one time or another. Sometimes we can look at things in a positive way, and sometimes we can look at things in a not so positive way. Over the years, I've done a lot of different sermons about the people of Israel, and it's very significant what they did. Do you know that they would build an altar of stones every time something significant happened to the people of Israel? They'd put up an altar... And a place of remembrance. And this is an interesting fact. They didn't put, they didn't like carve anything into the stone. They, they couldn't touch the stones other than to put them in place because they had to be totally not man made. It was reminding them that God was the one who had helped them in this situation. And I think it's important that we remember significant points in our lives too. But we should never let the tragic points define us. See, I believe that as Christians, as believers, we should let God define who we are. See, when we do that, we're all on the same playing field. Circumstances shouldn't even define us. In fact, circumstances need only to be springboards to move to a different place. Which brings me to my first point. You can't live on the diving board. When I was a kid, they took us to the Hoquim Pool. And they were going to teach us how to swim. So they put a bunch of grade school kids. We're really young. And they get us in our swimsuits and we go out there and we're like, and they take us down to the deep end after a a few instructions on the shallow end. And now it's the day that we're going to jump off the diving board. And you've got to understand, Ricky here was not too excited about this. That was deep. I mean, when you jump in, it gets up your nose and everything, and you're, you can't reach the bottom. It's scary. I was just little. And my friends were all like, yeah, this could be great. You know, so they go out there, boing, whoosh, and everybody laughs. laughs. And I'm going, oh, my gosh, I'm going to have to go off that. Two or three friends go in front of me, and finally it's my turn. And I'm like shaking, okay? And it didn't help that the instructor was like a Nazi. I don't think that's fair when they put swim instructors in there. She was really scary. She probably is a nice lady, but I don't know. I, all I remember was,
2: all right, Ricky.
0: So I climb up the little ladder. I'm shaken. If anybody knew me, they knew I was freaking out. And I got, you know, you're supposed to run out and then bounce and then just, you could just fall in. You didn't have to dive, nothing. Just go in. So I ran out to you. boom. And I just sat there, bobbing up and down on the board. And then, of course, you know, you do that, and all your friends are standing on the sidelines going, come on, come on, jump, jump. And I'm like, Aah. So I back up again, and the instructor goes, come on. There's, there's all these people behind me. Now the pressure. It's like when you're going to turn onto the highway, and then you've got like 15 people behind you, but you don't want to get out there because you know your car doesn't have the guts to get in front of the other one? You, don't know, you don't know what I'm talking about. Well, I'm like... Finally, I knew if I didn't go, we were going to be there all morning and I was going to get ridiculed even more. So finally, I backed up. This is a three, third or fourth attempt. And I went sailing off that thing. BING! And you know, what is, what is it about tragic moments in our life that everything slows down? And I remember... And, you know, I, I could hear all these people like, He did it! You know, and they're all screaming and everything. And the, the instructor's like... And, and I go sailing up. And, but just as fast as you get in the air, you hit the water. <laughs> and, of course, you know, it doesn't feel so good when you hit a certain way. Because my shorts went... You know, and up my nose and what? And nobody told me, you know, put your hand, or hand over your nose. I'm underwater. Everything's just... And now I'm panicking, because I'm sure I'm going to die. The next thing I remember was this pole being stuck into my chest. The lady's trying to get me out, because I'm not coming out. I grab onto the pole, and she brings me over to the side, and she's screaming at me. Oh,
2: you're supposed to kick your legs, Verona.
0: Oh my gosh, it was terrifying. <laughs> Needless to say, how many people think I enjoyed swimming there for a while? Whoa. No. In fact, I got a note from my mom. I don't have to take <laughs> swimming lessons tomorrow. Because I I, I, that was emotional. But here's the deal. You either go forward or you go back, but you can't live on the diving board. But so many of us do. You get in a whole lot of trouble when you just stay still. I, I am here to say that later on, I love swimming now. It's fun. Don't worry. I got over it. But... I couldn't be defined by that moment or I would have never got in the water again. You look back at some of the characters that we see in the Bible and you look at Ruth's life. Ruth wasn't defined by the death of her husband, was she? She could have been. She could have gone, oh, it's me, he's dead, I'm never going to go anywhere now. And she would have never gone on. She would have never had that amazing story that we get to read in the Bible if she would have stayed Moses, can you imagine if he was defined by the day he murdered the Egyptian? Murderer Moses never, ever delivers his people. But he didn't. Now what did Ruth believe? She believed God. Moses, reluctantly at times, believed God. But he wasn't defined by that moment, that tragedy in time when that happened to him. What about Joseph? If anybody could be defined by horrible moments in his life. Poor Joseph, who hadn't done anything wrong. Got himself in a whole lot. Well, he didn't really even do it to himself. kind of. anyway, That's debatable. The fact is, he wasn't defined by the pit he was thrown into. Everywhere he went, he rose to the top. Can you imagine if he would have been defined? Oh, I'm just a pit dweller. That sounds gross, doesn't it? But he wasn't defined by it. And neither should we. Be defined by tragic moments in our life. See, these were all they were all seasoned by their experience, but they weren't defined by it. See, the greater call of God on our life defines us. Whenever we allow our lives to be defined by tragic circumstances, we stop growing. Now, not to say that bad things don't happen to good people. How many have had bad things happen to you? Sure. And isn't there a time when you do need to stop for a moment and get some healing and get some closure and get some you know, good stuff going on like that? It's, it, that's normal. But we can't live there. There's nothing wrong with facing reality or acknowledging what has taken place, but balance is in order. The process of grief is very important for all of us to work through, each of us going at our own pace. You know, a lot of traditions that we, we, that we do are started by reminding us to remember. You know, traditions are meant to, to remind us of something. But then, somehow, we forget what we were supposed to remember, and now all we do is the tradition. That's weird, but it's true. We're human beings, it's what we do. But it's important that we remember things. But we have to make sure we don't camp with them. Don't take the bad memories camping. In Luke chapter 22, this is a really great scripture, Jesus takes the bread, and he gives thanks, he broke it, and he gave it to them saying, this is my body given for you, do this in remembrance of me. Now I just for a moment, let's just get out of the religious mode for a moment, and think about that statement. Do you really think, that Jesus is saying every time we eat and drink, you relive his torturous beating and, and dying on the cross. Do you think every time that we t- take a bite that we're supposed to go, oh my
2: gosh, Jesus, what happened to him?
0: Do you think that's really what he meant? Or did he mean that food and drink that we're eating are great representatives of the sustenance of life and that perhaps in all reality, we should remember what Jesus did for us, that he sustains our life. Now, that's a whole lot different when you go to, to eat the food and, and drink. He was saying, remember me all the time. Just remember what I've done for you. He never meant for us to grovel and beat ourselves up every meal. He intended to set us free because of his selfless actions and attitude. And you know, remembering what he did motivates us to be like him. And it reminds us how much he loves us. I know this sounds really weird, but people absolutely love the funerals I do. Now, I know that sounds really weird, and I'm not bragging. I'm just saying it's kind of odd. I get calls all the time. Hey, can you do this funeral for so My dad died. Can you do the funeral? Can-? I get all the time. We really want you to do the funeral. I've had people say to me that are on their deathbed, now make sure you do my funeral. And I'm like, I don't know how to take that. But then here's what they say. They say you don't do sad funerals. And it's true. I mean, funerals are sad because it's how can you honor a person's whole life in a few moments? It's impossible. But my philosophy is to celebrate the life of the individual and make sure that everyone remembers the traits they love so much about the person. My favorite thing about a funeral isn't the funeral itself, it's sitting with the family. And I know they're hurting and everything, but do you know the love and the compassion and the stories you hear when you're sitting there with the family and you just ask them, hey, I want this to be a personal funeral. I don't want this to be some, you know, talking head thing. Tell me about this person. And they all start to share and and, and they start to cry and then we start to laugh. And by the time I'm done, I've got a whole notebook full of stuff that this is going to be a fantastic funeral because at least we can touch a little bit about who that person was. So if we can walk away from a memorial vowing to at least do one of the behaviors we admired in that person that was being honored, then we've bettered our lives and we've honored them with their memory. Now, I want to share quickly towards the end here, there are right ways to remember and there are wrong ways to remember. The key is that wonderful word we all love, balance. How many are good at uh, balancing on on a balance beam? Nobody? Okay, one person. Great, fantastic. Good, Jessica. I'm not so great at balance. You know, it's said that we should never, ever forget the past or history will repeat itself, and that's very true. But most of the time, remembering the past should only be to set a course in the right direction, not to go back. Can you imagine if Lot would have looked back? He would have become like his wife, wouldn't he He didn't. He knew he had to keep going forward. We're not designed to go backwards. We're designed to go forward. That's why we don't have eyes in the back of our head. Thank God we don't have eyes in the back of our head. It's like eating sunflower seeds. It is. You know, you grab that yummy salted sunflower seed, you pop it in your mouth and you chew away, and as 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 much as possible, we need to remember the good and positive things and spit out the shells. The shells are not very yummy. Well, they're good to suck the salt out of, but I don't really like them too much after that. And that's like life, isn't it? Man, we get hit by all sorts of different things and find the good stuff in it and spit out the sticks. One of the symptoms, well, I'm going to get all technical on you, one of the symptoms of post-traumatic stress disorder is the rehearsing of negative actions or scenarios so much so that it becomes where you live. I did a little research on this, going through some rough stuff. I was like, how can I keep thinking about this? Well, it's because you've got a situation on your hands you need to deal with. There's a reason, folks, that the rear-view mirror is smaller than the windshield. Printed on nearly all rearview mirrors is the phrase, objects in this mirror may appear closer than they really are. And have you experienced that?
2: Oh, they're going to run into me, oh no!
0: And they were like this far away. But it looked like they are going to run right into you because you were looking in that mirror. The perspective was blurred a little bit. If we constantly look at what's behind us, we're never going to be able to clearly see enough to navigate what's right before us, let alone down the road. And many times, the past can seem to be huge when it's simply our perspective. It's behind us. And I have news for you today. I know, it may be hard to hear. Time machines are not real. They only exist in books and movies I'll never forget watching one of the stupidest movies ever made called Napoleon Dynamite. Not recommended unless, of course, you want to be bored for about an hour and a half and go, what did I just do with my life? There's this one scene where, where Kip, no, not Kip, it's uh, Uncle Rico. Uncle Rico is this guy that always wants to go back and live in the past because he was cool back in his high school days and everybody liked him. But now he's just, he's, he's just like this weird guy. And they're sitting at a little local diner and they're eating a milkshake and onion rings. And he looks at his friend and he says, Napoleon, or his his, uh, nephew, and he goes, Napoleon, don't you wish you could just go back? And Napoleon's like, why? And he goes, well, back then, you know, I was the superstar on the football team. And he does all this different stuff. And then he orders a time machine off of eBay. That's right. He spent his money all right. He got his time machine. He hooks it all up and he shocks himself. And he realizes time machines aren't real. They only exist in books and movies. And the reason for that, folks, is because human beings were never meant to live in the past. It's hard to go through something if you don't know what's on the other side, isn't it? But this is where we as Christians, as believers... This is where faith comes in. Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, excellent scripture, says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up, and let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame. Now he is seated in a place of honor besides God's throne. Listen to that for a moment. The reason that Jesus could endure the cross and take all of the sin upon himself was because he knew. He had hope. He knew the outcome now imagine when we go through rough stuff, if we instead of thinking, well, I don't know what's going to happen, we just go, wait a minute. I'm in God's hands. Whatever happens, happens, but I'm going I'm to go on with God. Hope begins to fill the heart. Hope is a-, is a wonderful thing to have. Hope is an amazing thing. Human beings can endure much more than they really think they can when they have hope. We were on our way back from a mission trip in Mexico with a bunch of kids in a 1969 Gilead school bus with no air conditioning. The kids smelled really bad because they hadn't showered in days. And we bought them tickets to Knott's Berry Farm. We did this not so that they could have entertainment, but to contrast the fact that they were in poverty for a week. And now we're going to put them in luxury and see how they dealt with it. And it was pretty; It was a great experiment. But let me tell you, when you're a youth leader, a youth pastor, and you've got a bunch of kids, they will try everything they can to scare the crud out of you. And thus, they promised me a wonderful meal at a restaurant that they would pay for if I'd only go on the ghost rider with them. Ghost rider. This is Rick, roller coaster. Rick and roller coasters do not go together. But, because there was food involved... You conquered your fear. Oh, no, no. No, no, no. I didn't conquer my fear. I stood in line, and as we're standing in line, you know, the lines are longer. The ride's only like two minutes, but the, the, the line is like two hours. It's like something's wrong with us, and we pay money for it. So we're standing in line, and everybody's like, ah! and, and the way the line goes is you're going up through the thing, and then they've got these guys up on video screens taunting you. You know, it's a wooden roller coaster. It shakes when you ride it. It's not like you feel very secure at all. And I'm standing in line with this um, one of our youth leaders and, and a couple of the kids, and all, of course, all the other kids are st- standing down at the bottom waiting to see me get on this. And they're all like, <laughs> So, what? They, everybody starts talking about how dangerous this ride is. And I'm like, going, I don't think, now the food's not sounding so great. But by the time you're an hour and a half in line, you only got a half hour left. There's no going back now. And now I don't want to look stupid, you know, and I'm like, oh my gosh. So the, the youth that I'm with is like a stick. She's like skinny. And the other kids are skinny there with and I'm big. So we get to the very end, uh, and there's the, the mine cars pull up, and I'm like, Well, here we go. And I sit down in the thing, she sits next to me, the other two kids sit sit behind us, and they have a big bar that comes over the top of you you know and clicks in place. Now the guys behind us, they go and it goes, click, 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 right down on them. Ours goes click. One click. And I'm thinking, she's flying out of this thing, man. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And and it takes you from zero to 60 in like, I don't know what, three seconds or something like that. Uh, let's just say this. the first, it, It's two minutes long. And at the end of one minute, you rest for about two seconds. And then you go again. Okay, So it goes. And literally, my cheeks are going. and And finally, about 45 seconds into it, Sarah reaches over and says... Are you okay, Pastor Rick? And I said, no! We get to the very top when it's going to go one more minute. We rest for one moment, and I just said, Is there any way we can stop this? She says, no! And it went on. I get Okay, so I endured it, because I knew I was getting a good meal on the other end. Okay, I, I admit it, I was green, and it took me a while to eat, because I was not feeling so hot afterwards. But... The fact is, we can endure a lot if we know what's on the other side. But how do we move on? How do we leave the campsite of the past and embrace the future? It's a lot harder than it looks. But here's the key. Don't let the past define you. Let it refine you. It's just one letter difference. You can have it define you or it can refine you. Refine is good. Define is not so great. The best way to get past the past is to make some time to meet with God. And this, I kid you not, over all the years, this is what I have learned. Allow the feelings that you have to surface. It's okay, you can feel them. But here's the key. Share them with God. Share with God how these feelings affect you what, they make you? what does the situation make you feel like? What you went through? How does it make you feel? Bring all those feelings out. And then forgive those involved and put it into God's hands. Now, that sounds easy. It's a lot harder than it looks, but I guarantee you that if you will do that, you'll begin to move forward and you can begin to enjoy life. Let's pray. God, you are the God of the past, the present, and the future. You know the beginning from the end. You're the Alpha and the Omega. Today, God, we trust you. We trust, Lord, that we're on a journey and that you are taking us through it. We would pray, God, that we wouldn't be people that camped in the past, But we would be people that look forward to the future, being refined by the things that have happened, but defined by you. Help us, God, to recognize what's going on. And Lord, put us in the places that we need to be. Send us the right people to help us through this. And then, God, help us focus on the task at hand. What do you have for us, Lord? What do you want us to do? Show us, we pray. Lord, we are so grateful that you sent your son to die on the cross for our sins. That he took our place and then rose again from the dead that we might have eternal life in you. Thank you, Lord. We accept that gift and we are grateful for the faith that fills our heart and the hope that you give us. On this Memorial Day weekend, Lord, we remember those that fought for our freedom. And we're grateful. Thank you, Lord, for all that you're doing in our hearts and our lives. Be with us this week as we remember you. In Jesus' name, amen.
2: <laughs> summer, summer, uh, we got the uh, Time to sit back and yeah. yeah. summer, summer,
3: uh, yeah. Time to sit back oh,
2: and
3: yeah. School is out and it's sort of a buzz I didn't really know what it was. But now I see what happens the way that people respond to some of the dunks. Riding around, making you cheaper, you've been so. Oh, okay, there we go. sitting on the red yo, 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 do a little park. rap. A place called the Plateau some is where everybody time. goes. Guys out and the girls do. Wow. what,
0: Would you like the message?
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you got mad at me, I remember, because you wanted me to take pictures, and I was so enthralled with the you, message that I...
0: Okay, you do that every time. I've spoken there how many times? Four times now? And I did. And I always say, could you take a couple of pictures so I can put them on Instagram or Facebook? And what does she do? She takes a picture of, like, the program. <laughs> And then well, she and then she always says start, this afterwards. I start. was just so into your sermon that I just it's I just true. I don't I couldn't take pictures cuz I forgot. It's
1: true. It's true. I get so caught up in your message that I forget. I always listen to your message very You need encampment. that 38 special song. So caught up in you. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. So we will be back with you next week talking about toys and something a else. Favorite toys
0: as a child and what they say about you. Oh, really? We're gonna explore the spiritual mm-hmm. aspect of why that you like favorite toys.
1: So you like to, to no, 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 <laughs> no. Don't
0: don't think about it yet. I mean, you can think about it, but don't say anything, because oh, next week will be... I, I'm not what...
1: sure about this message. And
0: if you have a favorite toy that you played with
1: <laughs> as a child,
0: you could email us at rick at takehimwithyou.com or
1: amy at huh.
0: And you can type in there, my favorite toy was blah, 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 because of blah, 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 blah. And we will read it. If you want to do a voicemail message to us, we would love it. We have our own... <laughs> voice hotline it's the Take It with you hotline all they have to do is call 206-414-THWY that's 206-414-8499 then you just leave a message on there and we'll turn it into an mp3 and play it on the show
1: sounds good I have we would love voicemail I'm really interested to see what this message is going to be like next week because I have no idea where it's going Is this like a a Freud thing? Like, we'll have everyone lay down on on their couches and email us. Yes, and I would talk like this the entire time? Email us about their favorite toy. What does it mean? Psychoanalysis. When you
0: like a little cabbage (laughs) patch kid. Mm?
1: Means you like ugly kids? Oh, sorry. Did I say that? I don't know. Some people really like those dolls yeah. They kind of came after my childhood So they weren't really my thing What
0: does it mean when you like to play with candy cigarettes
1: um, That you're going to grow up to be a druggie
0: I didn't grow up to be a druggie Oh, okay I loved candy cigarettes You just
1: liked candy
0: mm, With the powdered sugar that looked like smoke Oh, Really? Not a good example. No,
1: not a good, good thing. Um.
0: <laughs> At least they didn't have candy hypodermic needles. Okay, that would have been really bad.
1: Yeah, hmm. I don't think they make candy. They had fake anymore. chew,
0: chew that you could get called uh,
1: that bubble gum and jerky.
0: No, it wasn't combined. That would be gross.
1: But, I mean, they had two different kinds. They, yeah, they bubblegum, and mm-hmm. then they, they hey, had... They, hey,
0: we're supposed to be talking about this next week. Well, those aren't really toys. Those, those are food. candy. Maybe we could talk about a whole episode of candy. And I could sing, uh, <gasps> come with me. What do you think?
1: Hmm.
0: Our cat just came in to remind us it's time for eating.
1: Yeah, they want their dinner. Is no, it their dinner I was time? talking about
0: eating the cats.
1: No. <laughs> no. Yeah.
0: Have a drumstick, please. Oh, man, it's fur
2: all over it.
1: Oh, my. Why? Wow. I, think, I think we're going to. Look at your cats
0: limping. Ah, uh, dinner last week.
1: I think we're going to need to have prayer for Rick. He's just being crazy tonight. <sighs> yeah.
0: Well, what anyway, see you later, everybody. Yes. Hope you had a good time.
1: This has been a more multimedia production. Oh, LLC production. Boy, I haven't messed up in a long time. You haven't. I think it's all that gardening, fresh air, cleaned out my head. <laughs>
0: that and you're thinking so much about your favorite toy when you're a kid. I, don't,
1: I That's going to be a hard one. Okay. Um, yeah. LLC production. Copyright 2012... <laughs> 13. Thirteen, my Boy, gosh. What's tonight. up with you? What is on our program tonight? We're just so unprofessional.
0: You are unprofessional. I, on the other hand, am perfectly professional yeah, all the time. You
1: were talking about poop and you're talking about toys. You know and, what? That's yeah. not
0: fair because poop spelled backwards it's is poop. Po- yes.
1: So we'd love to hear from you though. You can get a hold of us at rick or amy at or our Facebook pages. Um, facebook.com forward slash rick.moyer or facebook.com forward slash
0: amy.moyer 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 and I don't care amy.moyer and I don't care you can also get a hold
1: of us on our
0: amy.moyer
1: I don't care www.takehimwithyou.com I do care okay have a great week everybody I'm sorry we're so busy tonight but see
0: see you later everybody Enjoy the summertime.
1: God God bless you.
0: God bless you. I'll be back.
2: to your mind.